You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts... Listeners, this is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Samantha, and Gina. And I hope you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 862, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that those of us in the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. So if you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. You could just text Vicki, Samantha, Gina or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package for Disney, so contact one of us today. So before we get started with the news that I had planned, Samantha's going to share a story that was all over the media today that I apparently missed while I was at school. So this morning, uh, Monday, September 18th, the day we tape, uh, half of Magic Kingdom was actually closed. So every single ride in Adventureland, Frontierland, and Liberty Square were listed as temporarily unavailable on the app. It turns out that uh, there was a bear spotted on Tom Sawyer Island in a tree. And then according to Disney, they said that we are working with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission and have made the decision to reopen Frontierland, Liberty Square, and Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. That's so crazy. Could you imagine? How does a bear get there? Especially on Tom Sawyer Island. He took a boat? <laughs> I was going to say, don't they have to go through the water? Well, they said it was common in the fall for bears to be kind of like foraging for food to get ready for the winter, but I'm still trying to get how did they get foraging into entry into Magic Kingdom? I have no idea. Because, you know, it was drained last year. You think that bear's been there that whole time? Possibly. Of all places, why does it want to go to Tom Sawyer Island? I mean, I would think that it would find food, a lot more of it, other places in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Garbage cans. <laughs> so my question is, is I wanna, I'm like, Vicki, I want to know who, who found it. Like, do you think a cast member saw it? I don't know. They haven't released any of that. But I do think it's really weird because we had done that story earlier this year about the black bear on the bridge between Swan and Dolphin and the Yacht and Beach Club that was right outside the boardwalk. I just, if if you were a guest who saw it, can you imagine being like going up to a cast member and be like, excuse me, this is going to sound really weird, but... I'm pretty sure there's a bear over there. <laughs> well, and maybe because I remember we used to go to Gatlinburg all the time and uh, we were up in Cades Cove. You know, there's bears up there all the time. And there was this car that was in front of us that was from New York City. And they were like stopping and getting out and looking up in the tree and we're thinking, oh, we're going to be, we're going to see a bear or something. That's what we thought it was, was a bear. No, it wasn't a bear. It was a raccoon. So they didn't know the difference between a bear and a raccoon. I'm like, how can you not? Maybe they thought it was a part of the area. Like they just thought it was a part of Tom Sawyer Island. 
Maybe they thought it was animatronic. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope as a cast member, like going around, just making sure everything looked good before a park opened. Right. <laughs> because I would feel like it would be harder to get all the guests out of the area. Like it would have been even bigger of a story trying to evacuate. And it's not like it's just one little area. That's, you know, that's a huge chunk of Magic Kingdom that was shut down. Holy cow. I guess they were afraid it was going to run. That's why they shut the whole area down. Well, they said that I was reading up that it usually they kind of let them try to come out on their own. You just, you know, back away from them. Don't try to feed them. Don't go near them. But I guess because of the location of where it was, they couldn't just let it gradually decide to leave the premises if they kind of had to assist the bear. Interesting. So crazy. And I don't ever think of black bears as being something that you'd see in Florida. No, you look out mm -hmm. for those signs, alligators and snakes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a bear. Nope. No. I mean, even Bobcat surprised me a little bit. But then when she told me um, the driver that we had on Uber one time, they're like, yeah, we see Bobcats on this road all the time. And then I was like, yeah, Joey, you're never walking to McDonald's again. Because it was when we were staying at All Star. <laughs> and he had walked at like two o'clock in the morning because the McDonald's was open 24 hours. And, and because he heard Nick say that, then she told me that Bobcats are out all night long. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she could have eaten by a Bobcat. And we wouldn't have known anything about it because he was starving. Oh my gosh, things we have to worry about. <laughs> okay, so in June, we shared that the chief financial officer, Christine McCarthy, was leaving Disney before her tenure. She was the one that was rumored to be being groomed to be the person that would replace Bob Iger. I mean, of course, it was rumors, but a lot of times we know that rumors tend to be something that comes true for Disney. Well, now the Disney's chief information officer, Diane Jurgens, officially resigned. And earlier, um, that was earlier this month and concluded her tenure with the company. She'd been working for Disney since October 2020. Another executive um, left Walt Disney Company was the chief diversity officer, LaTondra Newton, which also occurred earlier this summer, making it three high level executives who've left Disney in the last three months. The question is, what is causing all of these Disney execs to leave? Disney had nothing to say about it. Do we have anything to say about this? I think they're restructuring. I think they're saying either you need to do it this way or, or you're out. Especially with Iger staying on longer than yeah. he was supposed to now. And especially since it sounds like these people have not been on that long. Like 2020, that's not a long time. The other one, though, had been for a long term. The one that was the one that rehired Iger. Yeah. That's why I thought it was a little fishy because she rehired him. And now she, you left. Hmm. Weird. I don't know. It's like politics. I don't understand everything. Well, and I think that's probably what it's coming down to, too, is probably it's coming down to politics and they're not agreeing because Disney has been in the media about politics and a lot of people are not agreeing with it. That's why some sales are down and things like that. Uh, and they are losing quite a bit, but they don't seem to care. <laughs> I mean, the parks are not even full. Yeah. Like this time of year, it's normally crazy busy, especially the week that Vicky and I are gone. It is normally sold out. Right. And the crowds are going to be low. And I'm just wondering, though, if the crowds levels are going to bump up because of the Moana thing opening. But it might not. <laughs> I don't know. Of course it will, Gina, because we're going. Right. <laughs> we haven't even seen like the Halloween parties selling out as much as you normally would. 
August and September were sold out, but October is not. The week that we're there is the last is the last low price. It bumps up the next week. I was going to say price is something that is also driving a lot of people from being able to travel as much. And just the state of our economy with things costing so much, people can hardly afford groceries. How can I afford a Disney trip that's gone up? Well, that's all I've been booking lately is cruises. Nick calls me the, uh, he says, truly, your last name is Cruise Camp. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. You should play on that. You should. <laughs> Cruises include the food. I know. I, I booked three of them today. Oh, my goodness. Check that out. That's awesome. So Disney is preparing a new attraction inspired by Wish. Uh, the movie doesn't open until later this year. The attraction will be at Epcot, and it's going to feature some modern technology with classic Disney fantasy elements that add to its conservative elements. It's been reported as a return of a more conservative roots with the Walt Disney Imagineering working on the quality of the film for its theatrical release. This is opposed to pushing messaging through the storyline, as many have recently accused the Walt Disney Company of doing. So instead, this Walt Disney World theme park attraction harkens the more traditional options. The meetup with Asha, the princess from the movie, will start after the movie premieres on November 22nd of 2023. The value of meeting Asha is one of the incredible feats of the Walt Disney Imagineering. It takes a character from a film and it creates something tangible and magical for children. So I don't know if I'm just totally out of the loop, but I haven't seen any advertisements for this movie. Nothing. I have a little bit. I was going to say, I haven't on TV, but yeah, you can um, like just Google it and you can read stuff. I've seen some stuff on Facebook and things, just just that kind of thing. But like you said, nothing on TV. You would think, I mean, November 22nd is not that far away. Right. They would have already, and especially like, to have an attraction already, and it's not even out yes. as a big deal, that they would already be kind of pumping. That's Thanksgiving weekend coming up then. That's a big movie weekend. It's exactly what I was thinking. It's such, it's the largest weekend for movies is Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and so clearly they're releasing it then on purpose because they expect it to do well. And if they already have an attraction that they're, so they, they know that this is going to do good. So I just wonder why they aren't advertising for it as heavily. They've advertised so heavily for the last few movies. Maybe they are trying to withhold the budget a little bit and wait until closer. Well, and I'd be curious then to see how it does if this is like if it if suddenly this one does so great and they're like, okay, well, you didn't even spend any money advertising this. Maybe get back to the roots. Especially there's so many other movies that did so well. Yeah. And don't have anything. Yep. So before I read this, what is Smonky Donkey? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like looking it over and I'm like, I might, I'm missing something. <laughs> This this part should be kept in. <laughs> this, is for, this is a Facebook page that's uh, geared toward Disney travel agents. Um, it's called the Friendly Disney TAs. We all share information in here. You can ask questions. Everybody's just there to help out. Well, we all like to talk about how our clients say, like you'll hear somebody say like Ryan's cousin said... And it's just a big joke because, you know, when you hear something from somebody else, like the it gets distorted. Well, slonky donkey is our word for slinky dog dash. Somebody told them they needed to ride slonky donkey. 
It's all of the people who think they know all about Disney, like the people who yeah. come to you saying like, okay, so I, I don't even know if I need a travel agent because I know everything. And then they start spewing all the things they know. And you're like, hmm. And you have to bite your tongue because it's just in your head. You're like checking off. Right. That's not how you say it. That's not where it's at. <laughs> the slonky donkey is one. And these are all things that people have actually said to different travel agents. And so slonky donkey was like, <laughs> it's just, you know, I know I've got a rope drop slonky donkey. And they were like, hmm. <laughs> I still like Ryan's cousin said. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, um, and we don't mean this mean listeners. If Brad leaves this in, I don't mean it mean. But this is why we suggest you get an agent because so many of them think that Universal and Disney are connected. Yes. yes. I'll have people call me and say, okay, well, I know I want to go to Hollywood Studios where Star Wars is and we want to spend one day at Harry Potter. Well, those are not connected. Right. And so honestly, we're just looking out for you for sure. I've seen a lot ask, you know, they're staying on property in Disney and, you know, there's the bus or the Skyliner. And does the bus take you to Universal Studios? Like, is there a stop outside the hotel for it? And I see it a lot that a yeah. lot of people don't realize, you know, if you don't have a rental, you got to have an Uber or a Lyft basically to get you there. Mon, I think a lot of people get confused with Hollywood Studios and Universal Studios, those names. Yeah. And because I know I've had clients that have been like that and like they're like, oh, we want to make sure we go to Hollywood Studios to see, you know, the Harry Potter. And I'm like, um, well, that's a different park and by a different company across the way. <laughs> so do you <laughs> want to go to Disney or do you want to go to Universal? <laughs> and I've had clients go to both. I really have. I've had clients stay at yeah. Disney and mm -hmm. they had a rental car and they went to Universal. I just booked three trips for that. Literally, they're, you know, big family going and they're doing half stay at Disney and then half at Universal. They'll have their own cars, though. So it's like they don't need to worry about Uber or Lyft. And then Universal has a bus that will take them to Disney World. You just have to you have to schedule it. Like it's paid service, but okay. they will it will take you to Disney World if they're staying at Universal. Yeah, no, they're doing Disney first. So they're staying at Art of Animation for a few days and then they're gonna go to Universal and stay at Cabana Bay. Nice. That's a nice trip. We toured Cabana Bay. We did. It was a nice resort. That's one of the ones I book a lot of. I book a lot of it and one of the deluxe ones. I can usually sell a good price for the deluxe with the uh, free unlimited express pass. That's worth the extra money to a lot of people. So recently, Disney's Hollywood Studios popular ride Slinky Dog Dash or Slonky Donkey had a recent disturbance that caused about 700 minutes of problems for the ride. People have waited hours to be able to ride this ride. However, after 12 hours of waiting, the cast members decided to close the ride down. Disney hasn't given a reason for the ride shutdown. Slinky Dog Dash has been temporarily closed 55 times in 29 days in August. There are a lot of reasons a ride can close down. Mechanical issues, technical reasons, and weather. If it storms, Disney has to shut the outdoor rides for the safety of the guests and their cast members. What do we think could make Slinky Dog have to shut down for a disturbance? Has he had a refurbishment? Mm -mm, no. Then that's probably why. Or the cart gets off track. We know that most rides shut down at least for a short period of time every year. And I don't ever remember. Steph's on, Steph's on here with me every week. I don't ever remember Slinky Dog. Do you? Mm -mm. Not that long. No. Maybe he needs a little 
a refurb. He needs a, a doggy vacation. He needs to go to the uh, the groomers. <laughs> After 12 hours, like, ooh, yeah, for sure. There was not any sort of weather or... I was hoping they were going to give us a juicy story, but unfortunately, no. The CEO of Entertainment Studios, Byron Allen, has offered the Walt Disney Company $10 billion to purchase ABC, FX, National Geographic, and local stations. Bloomberg reports Allen based the offer on the assumption that the channels generated $1.25 billion before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization over the past 12 months. Allen would change the offer if that number is lower or higher. He would work with the banks and private equity firms to finance the acquisition. And the sources also said that if Allen were to purchase Disney's stations, he may sell the local TV stations he currently owns that aren't affiliated with ABC. In the past several years, Allen has acquired many local stations as well as the Weather Channel. But um, Bloomberg also notes that he has also tried and failed to purchase other media properties and his Allen Media LLC is in debt. So Disney CEO Bob Iger agreed with David Bobber on MSNBC's Squawk Box that ABC may not be core to the Walt Disney Company and so that they have to be open-minded to potentially sell their TV asset. Disney's owned ABC forever because that's what I know. Mm -hmm. Well, and Iger started out at ABC. Oh, that's right. If you've read his book, he started out at ABC. That's sad. We need something to go on track for sure. So, so sad. All right. Well, 100th anniversary celebration of Disney continues through December this year, which I think it's interesting that we're only doing just a complete year, not the 18 months that we usually do for other things. So I don't know. But to celebrate, Target has two new cups to commemorate the 100th anniversary. Um, The Disney 100 Mickey and Minnie Mouse Dance Tumblr is great for people who like the original Disney cartoons because that's what they look like. You can see Mickey and Minnie jamming out on the harp and dancing on this tumbler. And the top closes with the black lid and straw. And then the Disney 100 Years of Wonder glitter pint glass has the same artwork as the cup does with Mickey and Minnie dancing to the harp. Um, but this one is has a glittery Disney D. This is very important to girls that are really into the glittery. That's me. That's the one I want. I want the <laughs> glittery one. You need to get on Target.com. It can hold 16 (laughs) ounces of your drink of choice. This merchandise is going to sell quickly. So it sounds like you need to get on Target.com soon if you want to get that stuff. I think there's 100 stuff on Amazon too, but stuff might know because I know she's more, you purchase more Disney stuff on Amazon than I do, I think. I'm the Amazon person. Yes. I have not looked for the 100th anniversary stuff on there. So I will have to check it out and let you know. But I love that. I mean, everybody, I think, loves Target, And so I love that they have Disney stuff now. I get in trouble in there. I I only go there like once every six months because I get in trouble in there. I don't go because I will get in trouble in there. (laughs) (laughs) They're like every week. (laughs) Well, and they they carry my favorite wine, my cheap (laughs) $6.99 wine. So good, though. So I have some exciting news. Maribel has arrived at Magic Kingdom in Orlando. You know, I love me some characters. And not only do I love characters, but this movie, Encanto, is one of the most beloved movies that Disney has put on in the last five years. And girls and boys are absolutely in love with the music, with the characters, with just the entire movie in general. And it's it's been something that I know that 
I've been asked many times, like, where can we see Mirabelle? Um, so I'm so excited that I finally have a location to send people to. That is the fairy tale garden. And if you are wondering where that is, it's to the right of the castle. That's where you'll be able to find Mirabelle. That used to be where Merida is. So if you've been there before and know where she was, that's the location. They have redone this entire area. Um, it's painted with the Los Madrigal family mural, orange walls with butterflies on the side. Mirabelle is... Um, supposed to be there off and on between nine and four. If you go on the app, you're typically able to find the schedule and you just know she's only there for like 20 to 30 minutes at a time. And then they get a break and then they kind of come back and forth and back and forth. Um, but they really did the space up well. Um, they have like the, the family pictures on their doors. Um, they've got a big pink frame that has the Madrigal family tree. Of course, Bruno isn't in that family tree because, you know, we don't talk about Bruno. Um, they've got banners that are resembling each character's glowing door. And that lines the meet and greet space. There's vines of pink flowers spilling over the wall. Thank you. Uh, what is, oh gosh, what is her name? I know, I can't think of her name either. <laughs> Abby could tell you. Isabella. Yes, Isabella. Yes, thank you, Isabella. Um, the family's candle is also in the small alcove near the Abuela's banner. Maribel is in her classic white blouse, blue skirt, and green glasses. I think it's really done up nicely and... I think they did a good job paying attention to detail. So I'm excited to visit this space. I love that movie anyway. I know. After the D23 announcement that Dino Land and Animal Kingdom will be closing to make way for the tropical area that will house Indiana Jones and Encanto attractions, some fans haven't accepted it too well. Some aren't ready to say goodbye to the dinosaur ride. Some aren't ready to get rid of the carnival rides that they love to play in Dino Land. Some have fond memories of Triceratops Spin, and many are worried about what will happen to Dino Chip and Dino Dale. While we know saying goodbye to things will be hard, we have to hope that Disney Imagineers have something more special and exciting in their plans. And I hope so, because that area is just sad at this point. Just wait until, if they do the Indiana Jones ride. I, I mean, it's so much better than Dinosaur. So much better. I'm not upset at all. No. And there's no, hardly ever anybody in that area. It's always dead. It's kind of like the Muppets area in Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's an area that needs to be refurbed. I think, yeah, Dino, Chippendale, they're adorable. But if they can bring that to life and actually have rides back there. Dino, Chippendale could, could go to um, Mickey's Not So Scary. There you go. Yeah, they need, hopefully this is something, because they've been talking about this. Yes. That this was going to happen, this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So hopefully maybe now that it's kind of getting a little more detailed. But when they were first talking about it, it was going to be Zootopia. I know. That would be cute, especially because they are making a sequel to it. We planned it all out. <laughs> we did. They didn't They didn't listen to us. But I'm okay with Indiana <laughs> Jones and Encanto. Don't get me wrong. It needs something that it just, it looks like one of those sad, deserted, like, uh, like a park that you would find on the side of the road that no one really goes to. It is. It's just a walkthrough area at this point. True. Triceratops spin is gone. Mm -hmm. That's dismantled already. And that was a rough ride anyways. It's just a pile of bones now. <laughs> I was trying to think what the name of that, that one that's there now that's Dumbo only dinosaurs. That's Triceratops spin. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a different one that they took out. I can't remember what it was. 
I know. I can't think of it either. Primeval World. Yep. That's what it was. I did that once and that was enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was like you were bruised coming off of that ride. This is good news for us, Gina. I know. I'm excited about this next thing because Vicky and I will be able to get ours. So if you're going to be at Disney World September 20th through October 30th and you are an annual pass holder like we are, you can stop by the Connection Store in Epcot and you can get your Oswald Magnet in the honor of the 100th anniversary. They are available while supplies last, which we knew from the last round that they actually had a ton left. The Magnet's D-shaped border is a sparkling silver in honor of Disney 100. Oswald is in the center wearing his blue shorts and Walt Disney World annual pass holder is around the edges. I'm super excited. Well, when I read it in one thing, it said September 20th through the 23rd. I'm like, what is the deal? You do three days? I mean, this is crazy. And then when I dug deeper, I found out that it's until the end of October. Mine popped up in the app and told me. Like, I had a message on the app. I'm going to go on there and look now. Well, do you love to end your Disney nights with fireworks? Great news for you. Right now, the fireworks are at 9 o'clock, but it's going to start to get darker, which is kind of depressing here in the Midwest. Um, If I had fireworks in my backyard, maybe every night, then maybe I would like it. I don't know. But (laughs) Happily Ever After is going to start at 8.30, beginning September 18th instead of 9 o'clock. And then on October 2nd, so when Gina and I are there, the fireworks are going to start earlier at 8 p.m. Disney typically has to bump the shows up each year when the sun starts to set earlier. I think it's mostly because um, we try to trick our young children. When it gets darker, they don't seem to realize and we can put them to bed earlier. I had a client tell me this week that she is that they're not worried about seeing the fireworks because they have a big fireworks fourth of July at her dad's house. And I'm sitting here thinking, girl, you have no idea what Disney fireworks are. It will ruin fireworks for you. I mean, it is hard to get little ones to stay up. Yeah. And sometimes you see parents who are like, all right, you're going to stay up till nine o'clock and do this. By the time those poor kids are there, then they're like the fireworks have started and they're grumpy and they're angry and they're crying and they parents just are like, Why did I? and they're in a big giant crowd and you're like, oh. so I personally like that they start move like I love going in the fall for this reason. I can do an eight o'clock fireworks show. I'm also the parent who makes my kids wait for the nine o'clock one, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying I do enjoy when they're at eight and I could leave the park a little bit earlier and get some better bedtimes in. I think the hardest part about it is like knowing that it's not nine o'clock and then the fireworks are done at nine thirty and you're just suddenly back home. It's like and then you have to wait to get on the transportation, which is gonna take forever, and then you have to get to the hotel room and by the, when all is said and done, it's it's late. So you're doing fireworks, you better be doing a no park day the next day. Right. Let your kids sleep in. So um, has anybody ever wanted to stay in the amazing apartment in Cinderella's castle? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, a family could be picked to stay in this magical place, but it doesn't happen anymore, even though we sometimes get requests. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten those requests, but no, I have not. Yes. Doesn't happen. So, Give Kids the World Village is hosting an epic sweepstakes that is possible to bring your dream to life, my friends. People can enter to win a one-night stay in the Cinderella Castle. The prize is valued at $9,308. 
It's a one night stay for up to four people. You get breakfast for up to four people at Cinderella's Royal Table and two night resort stay at a deluxe resort for up to three people, three day park hopper tickets for up to four people and a $500 gift card, a round trip coach airfare for up to four people. Entries must be received by October 20th and postmarked the 20th. Just Google Give Kids the World Disney Sweepstakes. You can buy one entry for $10 all the way up to 500 entries for, you know, $5,000. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're not eligible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All of those things almost seem like they might cost more than that $9,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the more I'm reading it, I'm like, and your airfare, like flying coach and your deluxe resorts that and in the castle like especially if you're flying from like some cities are more money than others they didn't tell when this is going to happen so it could be like when the rooms are the cheapest during the year yeah it doesn't say when it is it says when it's going to be drawn but it doesn't say that i mean i just see the price of some deluxe resorts yeah per night and the castle has got to be <laughs> like if you were going to put a price tag on that. Yeah, that's true. Can you imagine how much it would, that would um, one night stay would cost? Well, maybe they're not factoring that part in. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> if you are a lover of figment, Amazon has something for you. We saw the crowds line up to buy the figment popcorn bucket. Well, get your wallets ready to pre-order the latest Figment item. Figment is getting his own little golden book. This book features adorable artwork of the little dragon, as well as the lyrics to One Little Spark. Sure, it says it's for kids ages two to five, but if you collect Figment souvenirs, you might want to add this to your collection as an adult. Other Figment items can be found at Epcot now that Figment's meet and greet is up and running. Oh my gosh, I don't know how much you guys looked at this or heard Matt last week. But I cannot look at that thing without thinking it looks like a large rubber chicken. I did. I heard that. (laughs) Soon as he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. And so I was showing it to Joey and Joey's just like, oh my, oh my. That's all Joey said. (laughs) Yeah, I saw, I didn't, I didn't even hear the um, rubber chicken thing. Well, I was on with them, but I, I guess I just didn't even think about it. But when I saw Figment, I was like. I don't think I want to meet him. <laughs> I don't either. He looks sketchy. He'll scare my kids. He's a little bit. He's a little bit terrifying looking, and he's not cute little figment. No. And Joey goes, "Isn't he supposed to be like plush?" I said, "I don't know." It looks like figment got some plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like he belongs on the scene of like dinosaurs. You know that exactly. That's exactly right. Not the mama. Okay, we have to go back to uh, California Adventure now. I know. I am so excited that Vicky gave me this article because if you know me and you know where I'm from, um, I am from where they have the biggest pumpkin festival in Ohio, and it is pumpkin spice everything. And if you ever get to Circleville, Ohio, you have to try it. Lindsay's Bakery. They have the best pumpkin spice donuts in this world. Mm. But... Pumpkin spice donuts are available again this year at Lamplight Lounge in Disney's California Adventure. Warm and fluffy donuts tossed in pumpkin spice sugar and served with orange cream cheese dip and hot buttered rum sauce. 
It's available for lunch and dinner only. And the donuts are just as great this year as if they were last year. The dough is dense and they are not too overly sweet. The dipping sauces are not overly sweet either. And they are available just in time for fall. Dang, it makes me wish we would have been able to get them in August. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. It does sound it does yummy. Sound good. The dipping sauce sounds really good. I need to find out if Kaylee can find out if they have pumpkin beignets at that beignet place here on Highway K. I bet they do. That sounds good. I love beignets. All right. So Bath and Body Works is a very bad place for me to go because I just love Bath and Body Works for so many reasons. But candles are not only my um, guilty pleasure, but they're also my husband's and they make your house smell Great. Well, now they have candles that smell like Disney World, which no lie is going to make me spend money that I really don't need to spend. But (laughs) um, if you want to feel like you're at home without actually being in Orlando, you can get a lakeside morning candle that's said to remind people of Pirates of the Caribbean. Marshmallow Fireside reminds people of Spaceship Earth, which I could see because that little Mm -hmm. part, that burnt part in the ride. White Pumpkin reminds people of the old Christmas shop. Warm apple pie reminds people of Mickey's Magic, the apple pie scene with Donald. Champagne toast reminds people of Mickey's Magic when the champagne shoots out. Uh, fireside smells like Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I love Animal Kingdom Lodge smell. The pumpkin cupcake smells like the Caramel Kush pumpkin cupcake. The Frozen Lake Wallflower Refill, it's the only one that's not a candle, smells like Pandora, the world of Avatar. So I think that when I'm off here with you guys, because I forgot about this after I put it out, <laughs> I'm going to get off here and see if Bath and Bodies have any candle sales. Anybody else with me on this one? I have the Lakeside Morning Candle. Do you think it smells like that? I do. Very cool. They also have one that smells like Grand Floridian, but I can't think of the name of it. I want some of the scents from Soren. Oh, I know. Like when they go over, uh, like where all the cherry blossom trees are that scent i love that and then when they go to the beach and they're flying yes. over like the beach oh those are like two of my favorite and i just like actually make a noise whenever i smell those where i'm like oh it's so good i love soaring over california when we went over the orange groves because that smelled so good but we don't have that now. well it's there for september all right, so it's a big day today. We talked about last week how Disney's treasure ship is going to start sailing next year, December 21st of 2024, is that maiden voyage. Well, today we can start booking it. We kind of think that maybe a seven-day Caribbean cruise is in your future, don't you? So if you are getting the itch, why don't you go ahead and give one of us a holler and we'll get you a plan for it. Um, Of course, remember there are 23 itineraries that are going to be available to book. And that includes the maiden voyage that was on December 21st of next year. The treasure ship sounds amazing. It does. The pictures look nice too. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they, they said it definitely has a better layout than the Wish. Yes, that's what a lot of people have said. Did you know that you can get a meal for a little more than $5 in Epcot? No, we aren't lying. We are serious. At the Joy of Tea in the China Pavilion, you can get a Chinese beverage or an order of egg rolls for five twenty-five plus tax. It isn't a huge meal, but it's a nice meal if you're going to eat at a table service meal later or if you're just snacking around the world. This is just one of the budget-friendly meals in the showcase. Yeah, I'm all about the egg rolls. I always forget about those. 
I know we talk a lot about the France Pavilion Quick Serve. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of things that are really, really reasonably priced as well. So you know the, that um, fry flight that we all tried and liked? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who is there right now and she just posted her picture of the fry flight. And I was like, oh, I don't even like sweet potatoes. And those sweet potato fries were incredible. They were amazing. Her response was yes, but did you try the pickle fries? What? Those are new. I was like, mm, that's not part of the flight. And she said they're separate, but they are so good. Got to get some pickle fries. I tried it. Vicky, maybe, oh, I don't know if we're going the same day, though. It's the same. Maybe we can share them because Chris won't eat pickles. I don't eat sweet potatoes, but they make them so good. He may change his mind and want a pickle shake, too. I don't know. We're not going there. He got, he. we ate Mexican yesterday, and then he went back to the same restaurant for lunch today. I was like, what? Who are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> he usually does not like Mexican. It was good, though. Okay, so Disney is predicting what resorts they feel will be tough to get a reservation for in 2024. Do you guys have any guesses? No? Okay. No. Disney's Boardwalk Inn because of its recent refurbishment. Disney's Beach Club, mostly because of its beautiful, nice-sized rooms. But it also has the amazing sand bottom pool and the lazy river that just make it relaxing fun. Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa has been under refurbishment and guests are looking forward to seeing the Mary Poppins rooms. Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Camp Can has a lot of fun opportunities for the families. Polynesian, which is always on the list, will be full in late 2024 because of the new DVC rooms in the tower. If you're considering going to Disney World next year, you may want to make your reservation sooner rather than later. We want you to get your resort choice, especially if you're interested in deluxe. Correct. Sounds like most of the deluxes are going to be bugged. But this is Disney predicting this. I kind of feel like this is maybe Disney wishful thinking. <laughs> like, like putting the hype out there. Yeah. To make people like, I got to rush and book. I could see Polynesian for sure. Polynesian always. It's amazing. The Grand Floridian, it, I think I saw like the walls are finally down in the lobby, which is good because that means, you know, they'll have the gingerbread house, you know, ready to be on full display come Christmas time. And maybe Boardwalk, that does make sense for Boardwalk because Boardwalk isn't normally one that's sold out, but right. maybe because it was recently refurbished. I mean, Beach Club is typically a little bit harder to get as well. Just gosh, that pool is amazing. I know. My favorite now. I loved your videos of your kids at that pool. <sighs> Anyways, I just I saw that and went, I mean, maybe, maybe there's some, there's some truth to that, but maybe Disney's trying to make we'll it. We'll see. We'll see this time next year what has sold out. Well, they might have just lit a fire underneath some people. Maybe. I'm just ready for discounts. Put the discounts out and let's see the people, because... We have a trip next October, which really like. I got one year. I got a really good deal for contemporary, and it was in February. I got it in December, and when they came out with the uh, winter stuff, and I I got a really good deal for the contemporary. Well, I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners, especially Angel, that we're trying to coordinate his trip report. So hopefully that's going to work out. We appreciate all of you and we love being able to celebrate the magic with you every week. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Please go on to Apple or Podbean if you could and give us a rating or comment. It would mean a lot to us. 
We absolutely love hearing from you guys, our listeners. Be sure to let us know if you have any ideas of things that you want to hear more about. We are always looking to reshape our show to cater to your needs. So give us a holler. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Gina, or me, Samantha, at 636-373-4497. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. I have no clue what it's about, but you'll just have to listen for sure. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. It's a small world after all. See you real soon. Have a magical day, my friends. So here is a riddle to guess if you can sing the bells of Notre Dame. What makes a monster and what makes a man? Whatever that pitch, you can feel them bewitch you, the rich and the rich will never.